Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit <laughs> Recorded live. Hey, everybody. It's uh, February 27, 2015. It's 3 p.m. here on the eastern coast of the United States, and we've got Mo and Sherry Barnett from the U.K., where it's 8 p.m. Eastern time. I mean, uh, 8 p.m. U.K. time. And uh, for those of you in California, I believe you guys are at noon uh, right now. And Mo and I have been talking about doing this call to uh, because Mo's got some success over there and uh, using similar strategies by different courts. Uh, the, the, the approach is different, and there, there's been enough uh, that I wanted to find out exactly what was going on. So we've been talking about doing this call for a few weeks. We just finally decided, hey, let's just do it Friday afternoon. So, uh, you yeah, know, because of the time difference, it's a little tough to schedule. Most of he cannot do this uh, on a regular basis because of his schedule is uh, shifting all the time. So maybe we'll do this uh, regularly, but not at the same time every week. We'll just see how today goes and get some ideas out there because uh, he has been having a lot of success. Uh, Paul, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, one of the things uh, about Mo is if you go to the redress, uh, redressfordummies.org, there is a, a button on the about page about Mo and Sherry and what they do and links to their website. So you can start there. But Mo, uh, go ahead, give us an idea of how, how you got into this and uh, you know, what you learned from Bill Thornton, what you learned from Carl, and things, things that you figured out on the way. Right, yeah, well, um, let's introduce myself. I'm Matt Moore. I'm the good lady, uh, wife of Sherry. Um, we run an organisation called Dead Big Dads Association. Uh, it was set up in March 2008 when I actually got um, contacted by the Child Support Agency, which I think we have the same over there in the uh, in the states. And it was just a case of they they just came they they rang me up asking for information. I refused to give information because they didn't. But well, they couldn't prove who they were on the other end of the phone. So I said, right, I'm not divulging any private information to you over the phone. They just went straight to my employer. My employer started giving all my private and confidential details. And they just started taking money from, uh, from, from my wages. So they started garnishing me wages at, at source. And we just thought, there's something, something not right here. Because what I'd done with my, my ex-wife was... Um, I didn't realise that I'd actually done it at the time until Carl actually mentioned a few weeks ago, and that was I made sure my children were, were going to be catered for. I gave my ex-wife a lump sum, a fairly big lump sum, to ensure that they were uh, looked after, uh, just in case she stopped any access. I took my ex-wife to court to secure the access, so I thought well, I've got that secured, and it was just she flogged the court order straight away. And what she did to prevent me from um, taking her back into court was to go to the child support agency and to, obviously, she knew they were garnish me wages so I wouldn't be able to afford to take her to court. So from then on, we just started, we started up the association just to highlight what was going on because there wasn't many websites up there that 
sort of catered for the, the CSA. Most of these websites, when I contacted them, I later found out they're all shareholders and stakeholders of the child support agency. So I thought, right, so I'm not going to go to a shareholder or a stakeholder because they haven't got my interest at heart. So we were contacted by a few people back in from mid-2008, uh, one of them people being Brian Gurish and uh, John Harris. Who Brian Gurish, he highlighted a, a lot of corruption, which was uh, good information for us. John Harris knew quite a bit, but he was leading people down the wrong path, basically because he was... Just like how can how can you put it? He hadn't tried the system himself, so he's going out doing all these sem seminars, but he hadn't tried the system himself. I thought, right, well, that's not the right way to go. And I saw a lot of people trying the system. I saw a lot of people being put in prison. I thought, no, that's not the way to go. I I did try it myself. I ended up a night in the cells because I nagged with a police officer. And Sherry always said to me, don't you ever, ever do that to me again. <laughs> so I thought, right. Uh, so what we had to do was we had to sort of take a step back. We knew the CSA were going to try and target our association because they, they wanted us to be stakeholders and shareholders. And we just said, no, no way. We want nothing to do with that side of you. We're fighting you. We're not coming to join forces with you. So um, we just... We took a step back and then somebody uh, from over here put us on to trust and equity. I started researching the trust and equity side of it. And then one of our members who was actually studying trust told us to um, go come to this seminar. It was dealing with trust and whatnot. Anyway, when I went to this seminar, there was a, a guy there, uh, Lee Magcharter. I think he, uh, he runs the one of the common law. I think he runs uh, Court of Records uh, on, um, on Skype. And he said, listen to this guy here, and it was Bill Thornton. So when I started to listen to Bill Thornton, I suddenly realised that all the things we've been doing previously were wrong. I.e. trying to get paperwork into court, they were throwing it back out. It was a simple thing of, you know, knowing what to say when you go into court to file your paperwork, and Bill had the answers. So what I did with Bill's audio is I downloaded them, I put them onto an MP3 player and it took me three months to listen to Bill and I wrote down all of his audio word for word and then I transcribed it and then I put like I printed it all off and I put it into like a, a big folder which I've got upstairs and it was from there on we sort of decided to help one of our members out who was um, facing losing his property by the CSA. I thought right I'm going to try it and we tried it and it worked. We, I did all his paperwork for him. Uh, we realised one of the solicitors working for the CSA was actually only a paralegal, so she was trying to come into court to represent the CSA when she didn't have authority to do that. So what we did was I just put a, a motion in to refuse her entry into the court because she was paralegal and she didn't have any rights of orders before a court. And I even put in the um, the points the points of law where she wasn't allowed rights of audience. And sure enough, when we got to court, it works. You know, the, the judge was waiting for her to walk in, asked her who she was, she confirmed who she was, and he said, right, leave the courtroom. You have no right being here, leave the courtroom. And I thought, blimey, this is working. I, I've got, I'm going right through, as far as like when the bailiffs came out to evict him, and he, he backed out, he caved in at the end, I thought we've come this far and he caved in. 
and he walked away, let the bailiffs come in and take his property, and I thought, you, you bastards, you know, I've come this far with you, why have you done that? But I thought, no, not a problem, right? So we got ourselves back up again, dusted ourselves down, and um, we carried on, you know, we're still doing the, the Bill Fort method at the time, realised it was working, and then um, somebody then put us in touch with uh, Gene Keating, so I, I listened to a bit more of Gene Keating with the equity side of it, which was dynamite, you know, and then um, I remember it was, uh, I think Jason Essex who said, you've got to listen to this guy called Carl Lenz, now at the time I fell up with, with Jason because I said, why are you now listening to somebody else? He says, listen, he says, you've got to listen to this guy. And what I did was, I listened to Carl, I thought, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt, I listened to Carl, I thought, bloody hell, it's exactly the same as what Bill Thornton's doing, only much, much more simpler. And then we just started using Carl's methods and going into court and finding out that was even more powerful. Just going in, putting your paperwork in, going into court, saying absolutely nothing. Whatever, you, whatever the questions they ask you, you put your answers on paper and they don't like it. And I've had judges shouting at me, threaten me with contempt of court, and all I do is I'll put it on paper. I require you to act accordingly and address me in the appropriate manner. I've not come to this public arena to be spoken to or addressed in that manner or threatened like that in that manner. I require you to act accordingly and just pass the paper over to the judge and the difference was unbelievable. And it just sort of went from there really. What was the last thing you said? You left? I just put the uh, the answers onto paper and I, I, I gave the piece of paper to the judge for him yeah. to read. Well, I put on the paper, I require you to act accordingly. Yeah. And once, you, and once he read that, he backed right down. And I've, I've used that ever since. And it, and it does work. It really does work. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, what we've heard... Uh, Carl talk about and you know and the more I study it the more I see uh, the, the same thing you know we, we don't speak legalese we're not trained in the customs of the legal society we've got no business uh, making noise in their courtroom the, the example I use is that uh, if you're a Chinaman and you're in an, in, 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 in an English court you don't speak the English language and here you are a Chinaman and anything you say is going to be considered making noise. It doesn't matter if you think you understand, you're making noise, and you will be eventually held in contempt. Yes. So if you put everything in writing, uh, there's no ambiguity. You say exactly what you mean, and it's on the record, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what I do over, over here is, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the cases, some of the judges and magistrates uh they're not clued up on the common law and they will grant the order regardless, you know, regardless of whatever you've got in and I've seen it happen so many times so it's also knowing what to do after the case has taken place, you know, because you can go in with your court record, you can say please refer to the court record they will ignore that and I've seen it happen and um, I mean it was that, that case where I, I sent the recording over to you where the, uh, the, the, the judge threatens my friend three times and, you know, the first time was, are you, are you going to give the court your income and expenditure sheet? I'm going to please refer to the court record. Right. There's nothing more I can say to make that court record any more clearer. Sign it, date it, give it to her. Then she come back and said, right, you do realise the consequences. If you fail to give this court 
your income and expenditure details. And again, I wrote down, I require the judge to act accordingly and refer to the court of record. So, give that to her. She read it out and then she says, right, you do realise I can commit you to prison. So they said, right, I, we, we have not got the judge's claim. If the judge is making a claim against I, a man, and he's there, right, I require the judge to act accordingly and to submit her claim. Right? Because what you're doing is, right, we want to see who's giving you authority to trespass on my property. Signed, dated, give it to her. Her face was like thunder. So she said, I'm adjourning the case to make a warrant for your arrest to bring you back into court to find out why you will not give us your income and expenditure details. I thought, well, we're already here. <laughs> we're already in the court. So why are we being brought back in again? And I realised what she was doing was we had her in the public where she couldn't move and what she was doing was she was now taking us, trying to get us back into the private. So what I did was I, I thought I'll wait until she sends the order out and what we'll do is we'll avoid her order. Anyway, she didn't do that. She just sent the police on to arrest him. Luckily, he wasn't in, so I told him to go and hide. And what I did, I did a void order for him. Put the void order into the county and also the magistrates. Because if they arrested him, they wouldn't have took him to county. They would have took him to magistrate where there was no court record. So they would have been able to send him to prison. So I said to him, right, there's your void order. And I also did a claim against the judge for trespassing his property, exceeding her public jurisdiction, trying to overrule a superior court ruling, which was the court record. And I was right, put that into county, put it into magistrates, and also put a setting to the police as well. The minute he did that, they left him alone. There was, uh, we, we contacted the police and we said, is there still a warrant out for his arrest? They said, we can't tell you. He had to come down to the police station himself right, to ask him whether there is a warrant out for, for him or not, and I said, no, no. So all we did was, we just did a subject access request, and the police come back and said, there is, there is no, no, no warrant out for your arrest, and it's no longer a police matter. So that killed that. So it's knowing what to do after the court case as well. That's uh, some really good, uh, really good information, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. A lot of people are complaining they've got to sort of, uh, I think, some sort of background noise. Now, it doesn't matter if I use a microphone, or at the minute I'm actually using a webcam with a microphone on, but I'm, I'm getting hissing through my speakers. Yeah, there's, uh, it, it sounds like you're on speakerphone. Um, I mean, I can still hear what you're saying. Right. The, uh, a lot of people are interested in the void order and how to void the judge's order and. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I had. I was confused about the terminology, the way you were saying uh, to the to the man acting as judge. Uh, did you see the court of record? You know, did you see the notices, the court of record? Yeah. And uh, explain this. You know, and I. I mean, I get it now, but I, it's still not the way I'm used to thinking about it. And I'm sure other people feel the same way. When you when you tell the judge. Look at the court of record. What are what are you telling him? What do you what what are you communicating? Right. Well, basically, all I do the the minute I go in, the first thing I do, I um, I, I say to the judge is, uh, can can you confirm you are in receipt of the court record? That's about the only thing I will say when I go into court. Are you in receipt of the court record? 
and he will say, well, what you mean, this, this big pile of papers here, so if you want to call it a pile of papers, fine, no problem, so long as I'm satisfied, you have got the course record, that's all I'm interested in, right? And, you know, it, it doesn't matter how it's laid out, it's, it's in plain English, right? I'm not going to teach him how to speak English. If he can't understand English, then that's his, that's his problem, right? It's the same as, like, we don't understand their legalese. Right? There's no law to say we have to understand their legalese. We're coming in there as a man into a common law court, and we're using our common law rights, our God-given rights. So basically all I say is please refer to the court record. It's all there for him. Now, we've got the, not only, we have the court record in seven days prior to the case, so they've got enough time to look at it. And we're also pretty like, if there's anything they're not sure of, please do not hesitate to contact us, right, to, um, you know, to rectify any sort of problems or anything that you don't understand in the court record. And if they don't, as far as I'm concerned, they understand it. It's the same as like when you're going into court and saying, well, you've breached the Road Traffic Act 1988, right, uh, do you understand? And we're like, well, yeah, yeah, we understand. We don't really. But all we're doing is we're just doing the same to them, but in reverse. We're going to say, right, do you understand our court record? Yes or no? Right, if they don't respond, I'm happy. You understand my court record. So once you're in there, or write down is, please refer to the court record. All right, when you talk about the court of record, and I'm, this is the same question I asked you two, three weeks ago. When you refer to the court of record as as a thing, as a, uh, as a court, uh, yes. you're referring to this, you know, what the judge calls a pile of paper. Yeah. What is the court of record? What's it made of? What's the content of the court of record? Why, uh, you know, if I said look at this basketball or look at the uh, look at the tractor trailer or, or look at the lawnmower, you know, I'm describing something that people are familiar with. And I don't think, uh, as a proper noun, the court of record, I don't think, uh, I'm still having a hard time. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What is it? How do I put my hands on it? If I go to page three or page seven, what am I going to see there that's going to make it uh, a proper noun, a you know, a thing, and not just paperwork? Right. Well, first of all, I, I did explain this uh, a few weeks ago that the, the court record is your claim. And like as Carl says, your claim can be one, one or two sentences. So you put your I claim, right, this man trespassed on my property, right, or he uh, uh, breached my enclosure. That is your claim, right? So you'll have a document with claim on it. Then what you'll do is you'll have a, a, a put your two or three pages with the cause of action. So your cause of action is the actual story from start to finish. So it's though you're telling the story whilst you're in court, only it's on paper. That is your cause of action. Now, I've also been working with Jews as well, because like, he's, he, he's spot on with how he lays his paperwork out, i.e. he'll number all the lines. Right, so he says if you need to, if the judge says, right, okay, I've got your court record, which is as you say, right, you're looking at a bundle of papers, he says, right, what am I looking at? Okay, sorry, you're on the right, uh, so you, can, you can write down, right, please refer to the cause of action, page uh, two or three, line 21. Right. So down the, down the left-hand side, Jules, what Jules does is he, he numbers all the lines all the way down the paper. So every every line that you type has a number to it. So you can refer to that page and that line number so it, so the judge knows where, where he's looking. What I also do as well is, you know, uh, when, when you're doing your cause of action, you can sort of tell your story, 
you can then say please refer to exhibit 1A right so then you'll also have another doc uh, bundle which is your exhibit so you'll have exhibit 1A so the judge can look through the cause of action and think okay please refer to exhibit 1A he will look at exhibit 1A exhibit 1A is there for him to look at then I also put in the order because as Carl says if you don't order the court to do anything what the court will do is they'll make their own orders so what you do is you put your order on paper so you put on I require the judge to act accordingly right and to sign my order and the order is right I require immediate restoration of my property signing data so that is your court record so you've got a claim which might be two or three lines then you'll have another uh, bundle which is your cause of action so your cause of action is your, your story from start to finish you'll have your exhibits to support your cause of action and then what you'll then do is you'll also have your your order or your remedy so that's what your court record is fantastic so uh, in, in over here in America uh, in the US the way that I describe the same thing is uh, to you know, I, I'm, I am a man. I am here to present my case before the court, and I appear only as a man. See, uh, you know, see my notices. See my, you know, you would say, see my court of record. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what I do if I'm if I'm doing like that, I will actually put the court on notice. So I'll also put in a simple notice. I, I, a man, you know, Morris Barnes, uh, claims I, I am an idiot at legalese. Um, I'll also put in that all answers will be given on paper. Um, you know, um, I, any any attempt to threaten me with, uh, so any, any sort of communication of a threat will be seen as contempt of court in my court. Right, so yeah, so you'll have about, I'll have about two or three notices that will sort of, uh, accompany my my court record. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It definitely makes sense. Uh, it, it's. I, I think the notices are are primary uh, of primary concern because without those notices, the court is not going to know how to act accordingly. Correct. Correct. Now I did. I've just done a one um, uh, again for for myself, man. He's always getting himself into trouble. <laughs> and I was going to go and <laughs> sort of bail him out, but the, the, the problem he has, it's, it's 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 basically the same case, but they're all different. They're they're all linked differently. And basically, what it is it? It's two firms of solicitors that are out to really screw him. And the the, fir the first um, case I did for him, this this solicitor did a trust for him to put his property into trust, and she really screwed him over. And she was wanting two and a half thousand pounds for doing this trust. And he said, I'm not paying because you haven't done it right. She actually appointed his local council as being the beneficiary. And I thought, no, 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 you can't. Your children should have been your beneficiary. That's the whole idea of doing it. Anyway, this solicitor screwed him over. But when she put the claimant in the court, she actually put her company down as the claimant. So when I started sort of put the court record in, we said, well, who is actually the claimant? Is it her company or is it this solicitor herself? And she failed to turn up at court because she realised we, we, we screwed her over. So, of course, when she realised she'd lost that case and they didn't go, go, come out and arrest him and get him back into court and sent him to prison, what she did was she actually got this other firm of solicitors to come and take his property 
um, they're coming they've took his property so he's been trying to file claims to get immediate restoration of his property and all these courts are shutting him down left right and centre it's unbelievable but the thing is now they've dropped themselves right in the in the shit because what's happened when he's been trying to put his claim in they've been saying now, oh you were uh, you didn't put your fee in I said right, okay we'll send it back and include a fee so he sent it back included a fee They've sent it back. Now it's not to be dealt with by this court. It's got to go to a different court. So we send it over to this different court. They've sent it back and say it's nothing to do with us. We can't deal with this. But they kept his payments. All right. So I said, well, there's fraud. So I said, right. So this claim is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. What's actually happened is they've repossessed his property. They've now come back and accused him of damaging the property, and he was arrested. Just the other week, and they had him in, in the in the uh, in custody. And this police officer was interviewed. He says, "Right, okay, well, uh, we've got these witness statements, but these witness statements didn't prove a thing. Did not prove a thing." And my mate sat there, cool, calm, and collective, which he doesn't normally do. And this police officer said, "Well, you breached the Criminal Justice Act 19, blah blah blah." So my friend says, "Well." I don't understand that, but can you please explain it to me? And when this police officer did that, he said, thank you for giving that legal advice. Can you forward me a copy of your legal qualifications? And with that, the police officer shut, shut himself down because he realised what he'd done. It's because you do realise it's a criminal offence to impersonate an official. So why you as a police officer, are you now acting as a criminal? And with that, they sort of said, right, OK, uh, well, we'll let you go, but you'll be hurled up in, in, into court. So what I did, I did his court record for him, and uh, he, was, he was in court last Friday, and I put his court record in, the police notice is in, he's coming in as an idiot of legalese, all answers will be given on paper, any attempt to communicate a threat will be seen as contempt of his court. So I put all that in for him. He, the summons said it was for half past nine on Friday morning. 10 to 4 Friday afternoon when they called him in and no word of a lie was the minute he walked through them doors he says I didn't even say a word he says the clerk jumped on him stand there don't you move right you get in that witness box now and Martin just he, he ignored him he went to walk into the pew he put his briefcase down he went to open up his briefcase and this clerk says don't you dare open up my briefcase if you open up that briefcase I'll hold you in contempt of court so, my me, me friend has wrote down, uh, I require you to submit your claim that authorises you to communicate a threat, right, to extort information, right, or to prevent I, a man, right, from opening up a briefcase, and please provide the point of law you're relying upon. He give it to him, the clerk, he just threw it on the floor, I'm, I'm not reading that. So, my friend, he wrote down, please refer to the court record. Can you confirm you are Mr. Blah Blah Blah? He wrote down. I am a man. Please address me as a man. They had to accept that. Right? Then he turned and said, Are you going to enter a plea? Guilty or not guilty? Please refer to the court record. Give it to him. The clerk then come back and said, I'm entering a plea on your behalf of not guilty. So we met put on paper, right? Well, please submit your claim that authorises you, a mere clerk, to enter a plea on my behalf. Right. And please provide the point of law that authorises a clerk to do that. The three magistrates sat behind him and kept absolutely quiet and never said a word. And they said, uh, right, we want you back in court next week. So my friend said, I object. Said, Why do you object? He says, well, it's not my wish and it's not convenient. So they've now said it for the 1st of April. So I said, right, knockout. So 
So what we also did is, the claim he was trying to get into county court, I actually submitted that, I think it was Exhibit 1C. So I said, right, so what they've done is they've got themselves in it, because they've made an accusation against him for criminal damage. So right, so now whilst you're in court under this criminal procedure, get your claim in, right, for a restoration of your property. And they don't know how to deal with it. He's asked for the magistrate's names, they refuse to give it, which they can't do. There's the, the, there is a, a ruling over here which states the magistrates have to give the name, and they're refusing to give the names. I said, we've got them locked down. I said, just go along with it, play with it. We'll just keep banging the paperwork in, and we're going to have some fun with this one. You're giving me some really good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, when, when I'm listening to Carl, you know, it, it, everything's all sorts into place. And, you know, I think, yeah, it, it is. It's so simple and scary, right? And it, when Carl says, yeah, it, it gives you a different lifestyle, by Christ, he's right. You know, because I look at things now totally different. You know, it's like when, I, when I, I, I get a letter, you know, members come to us, oh, I've, had, I've had this email, I've had this uh, letter come from the child support agency, and I read through it. They, oh, they, they, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. I said, no, all they're doing is they're communicating a threat, right? Look on there, it says, like, yeah, if you don't give us this information, we, we will take you to court and you will be fined. But, oh, that's communicating the threat. So you go back and say, well, thank you for communicating your threat, right? I notice you give me, uh, you know, I have to give information under the Child Support Act 1991, blah, blah. Okay, show me your legal qualifications. So what, they, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you locked down into their private codes, but what you want to be doing is say, okay, no problem, right? you, you want to push your private codes, not a problem, right? You want to push private codes, you better be qualified to push off private codes, because if not, you're as much as a criminal as anybody else. And you'll find they'll back right off. So what I'm trying to teach people, the same as what Carl's trying to do, is look at it as a different lifestyle. What you're looking at, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm going to be ordered into court. Okay, thank you for communicating your threats. Why do you need to communicate a threat in order to extort information? You know, why don't you ask me nicely? But, you know, you, you, you're, not, you're not legally qualified, so basically you shouldn't be doing this, so go away and leave me alone. So, it, it, you know, it, it does give you a different lifestyle. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a different view from what people are used to uh, having, and yeah. not not living in fear of every word that's going to come out of somebody's mouth, and recognize it, you know, to recognize what is being said or written for what it is, which is communicating a threat, and knowing how to act appropriately, and to to come back as a man and address the court. Uh, as a man, and not to be silenced by those threats is is a huge step forward. Uh, you know, one that most people will never make uh, yeah. un until they see somebody else do it. And once yeah. they see somebody else do it, and they realize, wow, that man didn't go to jail. You know, the judge, you know, the the, the, the man acting as magistrate uh, recognized his authority to stand as a man in that court, his right to do so, yeah. and. Uh, over the years, I've had similar experiences where, you know, I, I, I had an attorney chase me out of the court one time. I was almost at the front door, and he told me that the judge wanted to see me back inside the uh, the courtroom. 
and when I got back to the courtroom, the judge started yelling at the attorney for running out of the courtroom chasing me. And that's when I that's when I realized that the court the judge did not want me back in the courtroom. He had he was all set, and the. Um, the attorney, uh, it, what it was is it was a, uh, a repossession of a vehicle. And I had told the man that I would agree to make the payments, uh, you know, and I signed it without prejudice. Yeah. Or, or all rights reserved or something like that. This is back in 2004. And when he saw my signature, when he realized how I had signed the agreement, he, he tracked me down as, a, as I was exiting the building, told me the judge wanted to talk to me. And when I got back there, uh, the judge yelled at him for leaving the court abruptly, and then uh, and the courtroom was packed. It was wall-to-wall people. It was, it was first thing in the morning. My my first name, um, my last name, uh, Breton, you know, in alphabetical order, was right at the top of the pile. So I was the fourth or fifth guy to be heard, and all these people are watching this guy run out of the courtroom, drag me back in, and the judge, when he, he's, you know, he says, where did you go? What do you think you're doing running out of the courtroom? And he's giving the, the attorney help. And the, the judge said, uh, he, the attorney said to the judge, well, this man signed under duress or, you know, all rights reserved or whatever I had done to piss him off. And the judge says, he says, yes, yeah, so what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and the attorney says, well, he can't do that. And the judge says, Mr. Barton, do you understand what you signed? I said, I fully know what I signed. And he says, all right, you're free to go. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure everybody else in the courtroom was looking at what was going on and thinking, what the heck just happened? But until you, until you witness it, uh, until you witness it, you think that people who do those kinds of things end up in jail. Yes, and so yes. It, yeah, it's very empowering to, to be able to hear somebody else's story like that. Uh, yeah, I really, really appreciate, appreciate you sharing that. No, 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 not a problem. I said I wanted to sort of um, give my experiences over here in the UK because I mean a lot of us is based over in, uh, in in the US, and I know uh, Bonnie was doing uh, his case. I don't know what's what's happened with this because Bonnie's not been up for, for quite some time. So I just wanted to, to sort of help the people over here in, in the UK, um, you know, sort of understand the system. But uh, I mean, I say we we basically just deal with child support matters. Uh, you know, that's strictly what all we deal with. But like I say, if some friends or family come to us and say I've got this problem, we'll go in and help them out. Uh, I mean, the first one that Carl mentioned when I sent that email over to him, uh, it was an absolute peach because I mean, he, he actually got to the position where he was going to the court to be sentenced to prison. And when he told me what happened, I thought, I'm, I'm going in with you. I said, you're, you're not going to prison. I said, no way you're going to prison. And I've done three three court cases now where they've been threatened with prison, um, and I've, I've stopped them going to prison. But this this one was absolutely peach because he had this duty solicitor who had gone in and allowed this trial to take place where the actual uh, accuser wasn't even present. And I, thought, I just thought, nah, I said, this, this is wrong. So when I went in, this, this, this duty solicitor said, uh, no, you, you, you can't go in and represent him. He said, I'm here to represent him. I said, listen, I said, your first priority is to the Crown, not to this man here. And he sort of went quiet. So I said, I'm right, aren't I? And he went, well, well, yeah. So I said, right. So do you think this man needs you? He said, well, well I, I can help him. I said, he needs you as much as he needs a hole in the head. So I said, right, anyway, I said, you're fired. And what we're doing is, I'm going in with him, I inform the, the, the usher of the court, I said, can you inform the magistrate, I'm coming in as this man's lay advisor. 
And to cut a long story short, um, I went in there, point out the fact that the, the man who was allegedly attacked wasn't even present at the trial. So I thought, right, so how can you cross-examine and question him, but he can't cross-examine or question the other side? This, I said, where's the equality of arms at law there? You know, I said, come on, I said, this, this is ridiculous. Um, these are like sort of some of the only times I'll ever sort of speak in court if I haven't got a chance to get a court record in. And the, the judge, well, the magistrates and the clerk sort of realised what actually happened. And um, he said, right, we, he said, we, we, we just need to uh, resign, um, retire for about 10 minutes, we'll come back. And they came out and said, yeah, you are right, so it's going to be a retrial. Said, right, knockout. You know, so got the day for the retrial, I put a thing into the CPS, right, I require all the paperwork, CPS ignored us. So the minute I went into court, or oh, there was, I just put a notice in, I require the judge to discharge this case. Because the prosecution, right, is in breach of Jespers versus Belgium. Jespers versus Belgium is the prosecution's duty to disclose the evidence. Whether it's going to undermine them or not, they have to disclose it, and they didn't. And I put that in, and I said, can you just give that to the judge when you go in? I said, yeah, not a problem. When we got into court, they're trying to always get in the witness box. Well, first thing I did was grab me mate's hand and say, you're coming with me. You're not coming with that witness box. You're coming with me. I had him by my side at all times. The judge tried to, even though I didn't do a court record, he knew he was in a common law court. And he tried always to gain jurisdiction over me and I wouldn't let him. You know, he threatened me with contempt of court. I reminded him who he was. I reminded him he was in a public arena. He was a public servant. And that we had not come into that public arena to be threatened or spoken to in that manner. And, this, and I require you to act accordingly. And there's all these newspaper reporters there because this man who he alleged, my mate allegedly attacked, right, was a celebrity star's dad. And because it was a celebrity star's dad, all the reporters were there. And I thought, I better do good here. <laughs> you know, because if this goes pear shaped, you know, it's going to be all over the newspapers. And the, the judge, he just like saw that, you can see the steam coming out of his ears. And he's like, everybody out of this courtroom now, clear this courtroom. I said, right, okay, let's go. Let's get out of here. And we cleared it, and all these reporters are saying, what the hell just happened there? And I sort of, I, I walked up there with a grin on my face, I thought, yeah, I've got you, I've got you. And when we went back in, it was a completely different attitude. And he said, you know, I do sympathise with you. Uh, and he said to the, the prosecution woman, does the Crown find this acceptable? And I jumped on that one, because I said, who is the Crown? And they said, well, it's, it's Regina. So well, I require leave of this court. 72 hours in order for you to subpoena Elizabeth Windsor to this court. And he just went, well, we can't do that. Sorry, sir, but you just said his accuser is the Crown. Right, this man has a right to face his accuser, does he not? He's, well, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, he does. Okay, well, we require leave of the court 72 hours in order for you to subpoena Elizabeth Windsor to this court so this man can face his accuser. And with that, he just said, listen, he says, how about if you just pay the man £50 compensation and that's the end of the matter? No prison sentence, no fine, nothing. My mayor says, knock out, I'll pay him 50 quid and we'll come out of there. Wow. Hey, there's, uh, uh, Dave is is on the line and, uh, yeah. and Mike and then Terry, some other folks from Canada, from yeah. Ontario. And uh, they're getting stonewalled over there. And Dave has been studying... I, I actually, actually, I just came from the court. That's why I didn't catch the catch here. Um, I've I've been trying to file a notice 
in the court when when I had hearings, uh, handed the paperwork to the judge. The judge takes one look at the paperwork and just hands it back. He refuses to accept the notices. Right. I went to the court clerk to file the notices into the file. And the court clerk says, well, I have an order from the judge not to accept any any paperwork from you. So I said, can I have that order in writing? Yep. And uh, he said, no, I'm not going to give it to you in writing. The only, the unfortunate part was I didn't have a witness with me to witness that. Right. So today I went and I brought a witness with me. I wanted to get a, a complete copy of the case file to see if yes. there was the written orders, like the summons to appear, the notice uh, of a pending trial May 4th, uh, all that kind of stuff. I wanted all those orders in writing from the thing. As soon as I came into the court office, the the chief clerk he he exited out the back door, and the, and because the, I saw him going out the back, and I said to the lady, uh, "Can I talk to Scott?" Uh, and she said, "Oh, he's not here today." I said, "I just saw him go out the back door." Well, he's not here today. He's on his way to Toronto. Yeah, right, right. So, um, yeah. but this time I had my witness, but no clerk. So right. Okay. Well, right. What's right? I've had this a few times over here, where people are trying to get the paperwork in, and the clerks have said, "No, no, we 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 can't accept that." Right? That's not up for them to say, because basically what they're doing there is they're trying to make a judicial decision, uh, and they're not authorised to do that. So what you do is you either write on the paperwork, file on demand, which I've just put on the board there, and they will take it. And I've had this happen about three or four times now where people have phoned me up and said, well, they won't allow me to uh, file this thing. I said, right, you go back and you say, file on demand. Okay, very good. Right. Do you know what file on demand means? Uh, not, not exactly 100%, right. but I'm going to check it out. I, right, well, fi- right, well fi- file on demand means, right, that the clerk has done her bit, well, over in, in Canada, the clerk has done her bit to sort of try and steer you down their private codes on how to file paperwork. When you put file on demand, it goes straight to the judge. So it relieves the duty from the clerk correct. having to obey the judge. Yes, that's correct, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I've had yeah, about three or four people, and they come, they come back and said, uh, they, they won't accept it. No, you go back and you say, file on demand. And 15 minutes later, they come back and say, bloody hell, it works. And I just said, file on demand, and they took it. I said, bingo, there you go. That's, that's, that's all you need. And Bill, Bill Thornton talks about file on demand. That's, that's where I got it from. Okay, that sounds good. And the other issue I have is, is trying to file a claim on on the um, the other side. Like this this particular claim now deals in the Provincial Offences Court. Mm-hmm. And, and for me to file my claim, my common law claim, I've also yeah. been stonewalled. Whereas uh, I've, I even went to the effect of filling out their paperwork exactly like it is, attaching my handwritten common law claim, yeah. and they wouldn't accept it because uh, it didn't have a backing sheet that was blue. <laughs> uh, I, I've been given just about every excuse, and I did bring up um, a note. That they have one rule in their rules of civil procedure regarding forms that if if the proper form is not available, it, uh, a similar form can be adjusted to to accept the information. And I, yeah. I let her know that rule as well. And uh, she said, well, I'm sorry, I can't accept it because it doesn't have the blue backing paper. 
Right. Okay. So, but I never tried the file on demand. But that that's my next uh, my next thing. Scott's supposed to be in on Monday, so. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, um, another thing what you can do, if, if they're going to refuse to accept your paperwork, uh, another way of doing file on demand is just go and sit in a, another court, in, in, a, in a courtroom, where there's another case ongoing, wait until that one's finished, and then just go and hand your paperwork to the judge and they say, like, uh, you, you can actually write, all right, uh, I require the judge to act accordingly and to file my claim. Right? As my, my claim has been interfered with by the administration side of the court and you can give it to him but I have that's one method I haven't tried yet right so um, and that can be done at a hearing or, or a trial yeah yeah just, 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 just go because like I said all courts are public arenas right you can't say oh you can't come in you can't do this you can't bullshit of course you can right you just go in you sit there you know as long as you're polite wait until the end of the hearing like from, from like whichever uh, case that's ongoing wait until that's finished and then just, uh, you, you can say to the judge, right, I require your assistance. And you can just go up to the judge and give him the, give him the, give him the paperwork. But don't try and talk to him, just put a notice in, put it on paper. Yeah. So then if he hands it back to you, say, I'm not going to accept this. You can write on paper, I require the point of law that you're relying upon that authorizes you to interfere with my claim. Gotcha. Like I said, this is something I haven't tried. This is this is something I'm I'm going to be doing with with mine against the uh, the Charles Board Agency. Yeah. Well, so, I'm I'm willing to try it. I mean, uh, I've tried just about everything that I know of, and if it's brought to my attention, uh, I'm willing to try it. Uh, I know Mike and uh, Terry are on here, and I know you guys have some great stuff. Uh, yeah. Either one of you want to jump in, uh, please uh, feel free. Yeah, we've also got Jules on there as well. I don't think you can actually ring in, but Jules is, uh, Jules is there with us. Yeah, hey, Jules. Oh, he's on uh, just the computer? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got to sort out his x light thing from so he can actually speak. <laughs> We've been having problems. <laughs> he can't sort of ring in and uh, speak. Oh, I got to hand it to Jules. He's, uh, it's great to see all the stuff he puts on the uh, Skype in the Skype rooms. He, yeah. he puts out a lot of great information. Oh, he does, he does, yeah, he does. Hey, uh, I, I take offense to what Jules put on the chat saying Canada seems to be the worst. The judges are doing their job the best. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think he means it in that way. I think, but I think basically what he's saying is there he's. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm only pulling your leg. <laughs> right, sorry. Well, actually, um, you, you've uh, you've heard of that Jeff Dunham, haven't you? Yes. The ventriloquist, right? Well, he, <laughs> I was watching him the other, day, the other night, and I thought, bingo! He had that uh, Ahmed, the uh, the dead terrorist, on there, right? And this this will support right when you're going into court when you say you do you do not say anything you write everything down and it's that saying what he says silence I kill you <laughs> bingo yeah so you remain silent because if you bloody well don't it's going to kill you <laughs> and I thought how ironic is that right on very good yeah so I do think like, when you go into court like just think of uh, <laughs> Ahmed the dead terrorist and silence I kill you. <laughs> and just put everything on paper. 
Yes, Mike and Terry, got any questions? Yeah, bring them in. The floor is open. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just uh, listening to uh, to to you speak and, and uh, you know trying to imagine it in my head and uh, to, to piece it all together. Because although I've I've been listening to Carl for about nine months and uh, but I haven't actually followed through. I've dropped a few bombs in court and I've noticed they react. But uh, for me, just getting the paperwork properly done. Um, is is where I would uh, have to focus on. Uh... Right. So you you saying you? So just 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 let me pass that again. Just don't give me a wrong one. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, uh, just a matter of the the paperwork. Um, I, I can put it through my head. Um, you know, I've been studying grammar, how to write things properly, and. Uh, they could be real stickler in court. Real stickler, as in, as in how? Uh, well, every time I walk into the courthouse, I get followed around by a couple of cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's fine. I mean, that, that, that's a good thing. I mean, we we get that. Uh, I mean, we we had that uh, last month. We did a, a CSA course in Liverpool, and uh, th this will tell you how bad it's, it's got because we got there for the we got there half an hour before the east summoned time and there was nobody in the building at all. All the doors were open, security there. We actually got onto the floor where we should, where, where we're supposed to have been. There was nobody there to book us in. Um, there was all these fathers sat there and I thought, well, where's all the ushers? What, what, what's, what's going on? 45 minutes later, they all rolled in and they all come up, oh, oh yes, sir, can we have your name? I said, well, can we have your name? I said, because we want to know why you're late. No, 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 the, the court hasn't started yet. So I just said, hang on. I said, um, I said to uh, the, the dad I was representing, can I just look at your summons? I said, it does say half past one on there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I said, so I said, we're now quarter past two. So I said, so you are now in contact with your court, right? She, well, uh, no, no, no. I said, right, no. I said, um, is Ian Duncan Smith here? Ian Duncan Smith is the minister for the Department of Work and Pensions over here. And he just sort of laughed at me. <laughs> Why are you laughing? He says, well, why would he be here? What well, just says the complaint of the Secretary of State? The Secretary of State for the DWP is Ian Duncan Smith. Well, well, he's not going to be here. Well, you better get him on the phone and get, get him up here. You know, because, as I said, course going to start in, uh, in, in a few minutes, so you better get him up here. And he just sort, he just sort of walked away. Anyway, this, there's a, a representative of the Child Support Agency. Um, he, he comes into court and what he does is he calls the father's name out they go into a little room they have a bit of a conversation they try and arrange a payment before going into court because half the fathers are terrified of going into court and when this guy saw me I've, I've had dealings with him before and he hates me with a vengeance because I always run rings around him and every father who went in and came out they came up to us and said that guy in there is telling me, me to keep away from you two and not to take any any advice. I says, knock out, you'll do me. And I, Sherry, I thought she dis I thought she got to the toilet and she hadn't. She actually went in, she cornered this guy. She went into his little conference room and she cornered him. And she said, I don't know who you think you are, but who are you to come into our public court and to be advising fathers not to listen to us and not to take any advice from us? Just who do you think you are? And he said, well, I, 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 don't, I don't know what you're on about. She said, you know exactly what we're on about. Because every father's come out of here after speaking to you and told us exactly what you said. I just thought, well, 
take that as a compliment because when they start forming around or they're doing things like that, right, you know that you've got the scares. Right, so don't be put off by it. Like, look at it and think, oh, yeah, I've, I've got these scares, right? Because if they've got to have all these, these cops falling around the courtroom, yeah, I must have them scared. Right? So you just go into court, you be polite, right? You don't rock the boat, you don't do like all these other things like, you know, something in the past, like such as Roger Hayes, and, you know, sort of cause a riot in the, in the courtroom, and then he turns on and says, I've arrested a judge. <laughs> really? When? <laughs> Because <laughs> he ended up in, in prison himself, and I'm thinking, well, where was this judge that, were, that was arrested? So, no, you keep it polite, have a smile on your face when you go in there, don't try and sort of be cocky or anything like that. And like I say, if they've got the security or the police following you around, right, take that as a compliment, because you know you've got them scared. Doors open yeah. if anybody wants to say hi. Anybody got a comment or a question? Hey, this is Mike in Canada. Hi, Mike. Um, when you are voiding an order, are you just writing a notice or a writ of error and filing into the court, and that's that? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, what it was, somebody put me in onto a woman called Tammy Pepperman. Because uh, Bill uses writ of error, but Tommy Pepperman used void of an issue. I thought, mm, right, I like the void of an issue because it's like sort of, it's Latin. And they understand Latin, but you've got to be careful because if you use too much Latin, they can come back at you with Latin. Uh, the only way you can get around that is by saying, uh, well, I require leave of the court <laughs> 72 hours to provide, to provide you with an answer in Latin. Um, what you do with the void order is, the way I lay it out is, I put on whatever they order you to do, right? So you get the order come through and it says like, you're sitting before judge blah, blah, blah. It is ordered that you do A, B, and C. So what you can do is, I lay it out is like, okay, I, a man, right? The court of record recognizes that judge blah, 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 ordered that I have to do A, B, and C. What I then do is I then start a, a new paragraph and I put I, a man, your name, the court of record now voids that order and then I put my bullet points underneath. Uh, and one, the bullet points can be the judge exceeded their jurisdiction. The judge was not authorised to preside on an equity matter. Um, the judge overruled a superior court ruling or a su superior court rule. Um, you can also put in their, some of their private calls, but as Carl says, you use square bracket CF. Yeah. Right. So, um, I, I don't think I can actually cut and paste and put something in, in the board, because I don't think the board will accept such a, a, big, um, a big document. But yeah, that, that's what you do. So you what you do, first of all, you recognize their order. Right. So you put, I, I, a man, right, the court record or the public court record, recognizes that the judge ordered A, B, and C. Then you go, you start your next paragraph with I, a man, your name, the court of record, now voids that order of an issue, and then you can put your bullet points underneath and the reason why the order's void. And once the order goes, I'm not sure, whether, well, it should be the same over in the States, but over here we've actually got some high court rules that states once a void order goes in, Nobody can overrule it, not even the High Court.
it means that they have to start again from scratch. They may say, oh, if you, uh, if you want to appeal, uh, put an appeal in. No, you're not appealing. Right? Because obviously if, you, if you're appealing, you're accepting their, their private courts. And yeah. there's no law to say you have to appeal. No. Once that void order goes in, they might come back and say, oh, if you wish to appeal, you've got to do this. No, no. <laughs> it's not an appeal. Right? And what our prone is like, please provide the point of law that you're relying upon that authorises you to overrule High Court rule that states you cannot dismiss a void out of an issue. Hmm. So does that does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking there was more to it, but no. I didn't know what there would what else there would be. No, no, that's all it is. Uh oh yeah, another thing as well is there, once you do the void order, you sign and date it and get four witnesses to witness it. So get four witnesses to put their name and address and sign and date it. Right, and then that's like your your public law. You've got your what they call the quorum nobis. So you've got your four members of public, and then it becomes the public law. All right, thanks. Okay. Anybody else? The floor is open. If anybody's got a comment, a question. Uh, Mo's uh, joining us from the UK. For those of you that are just joining the call, uh, you can find uh, his website. Uh, actually, Mo, give, give your website information out. Yeah, it's uh, it's www.deadbeatdadsassociation.co.uk. We're on the board now. Yeah, this is William again asking. Um, you you mentioned a, a quorum novus, or what what was it that you? Quorum Novus, that's that's a four witness signatures. And that's to witness your voiding of the order? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, Quorum Novus is on Bill's uh, site, uh, 1215.org. Yeah, for anybody getting this recording later, uh, this is Talk Show uh, 134084, episode 56. If, uh, if you happen to get a chunk of this and you're wondering where it came from, the uh, the stuff that Mo's talking about, uh, some of the people are putting it into the chat board, the uh, Talk Show chat, and you can go to chatgrabber.com and put in this, uh, this call ID 134084 and pull up episode 56 and see all the different links that are being posted. It's some of the things that I was talking about that uh, people are commenting on. Uh, you can read the comments also. Is, hello, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Hello, Mo. Hello. I hope I've pronounced it correctly. Hello, Gus. Hello, Mike. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> hello. Right. I had an episode today, and I don't know if you guys are aware of it. Mike helped me out quite a bit over the phone, but still uh, still got in the dilemma with court regarding my son. Right. What, 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 
what I actually did to cut a long story short, I turned up to court with no paperwork as such. I drafted a piece of paperwork stating that a man's here in court, basically, and uh, he, he's only going to turn up as a... He's, he's in here. He, he will, A man will appear in court as a man. Uh, something along those lines. They right. haven't accepted me, basically, to be my son's Mackenzie friend. So right. the, judge, the judge emptied out the courtroom yeah. and, asked me, and, and asked me to leave. Right. So she, called, she called security. Uh, the security <laughs> went, actually went to manhandle me, and I politely told him that hey, I'm going to hold you liable for, you know, assault. So he yeah. backed off. So they called up the police and the five five police officers came and they literally surrounded me. But I was pe- I was peaceful. They weren't doing nothing to take me out. They were waiting for instructions from the magistrate. The magistrate had no good had no good reason to uh, ask me to leave. Yeah. And uh, the reason that she gave the police through the clerk was I, w- I was on a borderline of being you know, content of court. Contempt in court. I was borderline, so that they asked me to leave. Otherwise, they wouldn't right. was, was, was this in magistrates? Yeah, magistrates. Right. Okay. Right. Well, if they're going to hold you for contempt of court, there has to be a record of it. And magistrates are never a court of record. That's why it was all coming from the clerk. I didn't even see the magistrate. Yeah. No. Right. The, the, the clerk cannot hold you in contempt of court. But the, the police officer told me that if I don't leave, he's going to take me downstairs. Arrest me, consent of court, and lock me up. Yeah, yeah, you should have said, okay, fine, no problem, right? Well, I want to see your claim that authorises you to interfere with my claim. Well, when I asked him, under with what authority are you here as, as an actual law officer, peace officer, or are you here acting as a legalese officer or you, an enforcement officer? Or, or, or with what else are you, are you here? And he says to me, well, the authority I carry is what the judge tells me. Judge, <laughs> no, 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 this is what he no. says. If the judge tells me to, uh, that you're in consent or you're, you're, you're causing trouble, I'm going to take you down to an arrest you. Right. Well, you should, right. well, you should, you should have said, well, um, which, which judge is it? Is that one in the middle? Okay, right. Well, I want to see that judge's name right, on a claim in this, in this court. So you think I should have just pushed it nicely and let him... Well, I mean, first, first of all, I would have turned and said, actually, officer, you're actually um, breaching my enclosure, right? And your, your, your first priority is to protect and serve the public. And it's quite clear you're not doing that. So basically, you're outside of your public jurisdiction. So can you show me where your claim is in this court that authorises you to trespass on my property? Anyway, the outcome, the outcome is now they've... Uh Past, uh, uh, they've charged my son and he's going for sentence in, in the month. Right. Basically. With, with GBH without in, intent. Right, but who's GBH on, on who? Basically, they had an alteration with the drunk guy. Right. He's he pushed the drunk guy and he fell on the floor. Right. And he, he, he hit his head. So right. they tried to they're charging him for GPH without intent. The right, so they're charging him with GPH, right? So when was the court case for that then? Today. 
no, 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 you're, you're, missing, you're missing the point, right? Yeah, this is he another was thing. Before. He was a month yeah. ago. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is, right, this, this is where, when, when you read into their paperwork, right, it's like when the police get you in, they arrest you and they, want to, and they question you, right, and then the police turn and say, oh, you are charged with this offence here. Was it really okay? Well, that, that, that was nearly a year ago. That was, well, exactly a year ago. I'm looking for the paperwork now. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, right, they, they turn and say that you, that your son was char is charged with uh, breach of this act. Go, ooh, right, okay, well, when was the court case? Because right, what they're doing is when they're saying they, they, they're charging you, what they're saying is, right, it's not really a criminal matter, it's actually a civil matter, that's why they use the word charge. Right, right? It, was, uh, it was done on the 12th of the 12th, 14th, it was December 14th. Right. Okay. So he was. He was. Right. So was was the drunk who he allegedly attacked? Was he in court? No, he never turned up. They, 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 <laughs> right. They, right. They, right. So, yeah, but listen. Right. Listen to this, man. They they produced the the police that he was reported missing for three months. They couldn't find him. He never turned up. So the right. next time we the next time we went court, it was Regina versus my son, and and today when we went to court. He turns yep. up out of the blue, he's there, so he's got, like, he's knocked me off track. I was there prepared to go with a few uh, letterings for him not turning up and them forcibly carrying on the, the court case. But he right. turns up. He right. turns up. Right, so this is, this is the first time he's actually shown his face, first time he's actually done anything. So your son hasn't had the opportunity to sort this matter out in private. So what you're saying is, right, it's the CPS and the police who are making this charge and not the actual drunk. So what it is, it's the CPS and the police who are wanting to make money from this. Yeah, but they've put, they've put on bail. The legal, the legal advisor signed the bail condition form stating yep. that he's not allowed to make contact with them, with the family. Right, so Chris, right, right. I've just, I've just had the exact same thing with, uh, with, with my, my, my friend down in, in the Midlands, right? We, he's, he's been charged, right, there's, there's no evidence, nothing, and he has been told he cannot contact his accuser. So what we've done now is, right, we've actually used that, right, against them. Because what we're saying is now, right, so basically what you've done is, right, you prevented me, right, from doing discovery. Right? So what they've done is, right, what that, what that legal advisor's done now is he's, he's interfered with that claim. Because he's now preventing you, or he's preventing your son, from doing discovery. So what you then do is, right, you then, you, I, I would just do an invoice to that clerk, that legal advisor, just do an invoice to him, right? And then um, what, what you do is just, just put a notice in, say you require the, the magistrate to discharge the case, right? As the legal advisor has interfered with the claim, he's prevented any equality of arms at law by preventing you doing discovery to the other side. Okay. When you break it down, right, what they're doing is, right, they, they're keeping the, the drunk who he allegedly attacked, he, he's well, he's nothing to do with this claim, right? All it is now is it's the police and the CPS, well, mainly it's the CPS. Right, 
and now he's saying, oh, it's Regina versus your son. Okay, no problem, right? So what you do now is, right, you put noticing that you require the court to act accordingly and to subpoena Regina to the court. Because that's what but I they did. They passed judgments in that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right, if you've been listening earlier on, right, the case, the case I did with a guy who, he was, he did have the trial, he was up for sentencing, I went in and I turned the case upside down because I turned in and said, well, the, his, his accuser wasn't even present. So where is the equality of arms law there? There isn't any. Right? So what you're saying is like my friend was cross-examining questions, but he wasn't allowed to cross-examine and question the other party because he wasn't even here. Where's the equality of arms law there? Right? No, you can't do it. You can't do it. And another thing, I put a note in the court stating that uh, the, uh, I have the right to, to face my accuser. Yep. And they came out, they accepted the note, came out and they said that uh, you don't have the right to cross-examine the accuser, your accuser, because huh? you, are not a, you are not a lawyer. <laughs> they stopped, they stopped that. <laughs> right, right. So basically, what you should have said, you should you should have wrote back and said, I, I require the point of law that you're relying upon that prevents I, a man, from coming in as a litigant in person, or coming in as no. Don't use the word person. No, oh, got to get, get that on me. Oh, me edge. Don't use per, Yeah. Please provide the point of law that prevents I, a man, from coming in right, as a litigant. Because what they're doing there is, right, they're trying to keep you into their private side of the court. No, well, you can't. The judge wouldn't have it. She didn't want me there at all. No, 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 right. It's not up to the judge. It's not the judge's claim. Right? Yeah. This, this, is what, this is what we say. Right? The, the minute they sort of say, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. And you just say, I require you to act accordingly. Right? If, you, right, if, if you have authority to trespass on my property, I require the judge to submit his or her claim. Well, but is, this, is this to the court or to the judge himself? To, to the judge. To the judge. Because the thing is, right, the judge is there, he's, he's a public servant, he's there working for you, or he's working for your son. He's only there as an umpire. They won't recognise me, though. They do not recognise me at all. Not even through paperwork or through me being there. Right, when you said right, so so you, you put your notice in saying you were coming in as McKenzie friends. They would yeah, they wouldn't have it. They right, okay. No, 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 right. Well, right when when you say right, when when you say to them, right, you you are there as as a McKenzie friend or a lay advisor, right? And the judge turns on and says, Oh no, you're not you just say it wasn't a question. <laughs> it wasn't a question. I'm telling you. What they did is they went inside I explained I was the Mackenzie friend. They got rid of everybody in the court case. They kept the lawyers there. They yep. connected my son with a lawyer, and they started without me. Once I entered, I said to them, what's going on here? <laughs> what is go what's going on here? Is it started? Is the court started? I'm, I'm the, the Mackenzie friend here. What's going on? Who are you? I was saying to the lawyer, who are you? Who told you? Who gave you authority to come and say this, you know, the side of the... Uh, 
Can I give you a tip, right? You said you're going in, and you said this, and you said that. That's what's killing you. I know, I know. I, re- I thought I, I were, I thought I weren't hot, but I realised I was hotter than I thought. <laughs> I did. Silence! I kill you. <laughs> right, that's basically, that's basically all it is, right? Yeah, you put your notices in, right? And uh, I mean, <laughs> it was like when I went in with um, my, my my other friends, you know, and the, and the judge said to me, uh, who, "Who are you?" I said, "I'm this man's lay representative." He goes, "Oh no, you're not." I said, "Really?" As well, I require you to act according and provide your point of law that authorises you to tell me who I am. And he couldn't. He couldn't. And he sort of, so I require you to address me accordingly. Right? And that was it. Because I said, I used the words, what Carl being saying, you used the word require. I require you to address me in the appropriate manner. I require you, right, to provide the point of law that states you can do A, B, and C. Right? Because I want to see your claim. Because the, the minute the, the judge or whoever it is, they start throwing sort of shit at you, you just tell them, say, okay, well, um, can I see your claim? Let, let me tell you another little thing. Go on. I was just, I was just to file uh, more paperwork. Yeah. And the, office, the office in the courthouse was open from 1.30 to 2.30. Uh-huh. I, approached, I approached the security guard and, and told him that I required to uh, file some paperwork in. And he says, yep. well, it's closed. I says, Tim, can you give me access so I file it in? He refused that right. Anyway, when I asked for his number, his badge, yep. which he had on his forearm, yep. he refused. He refused to give me his ID. He only went in his. In All the, right, uh, so, 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 so again, I had five police officers come and surround me again because uh, I asked the police to come and uh, identify this person because he's got an SIA badge. I don't yeah. know if he's a real security guard. Can you mm-hmm. come and check? Because he's not showing it. Yeah. And they came in and, and he said to me, we're not uh, uh, obliged. You know, I can't force him. I said to him, what? I, you're telling me that I could become a security guard and I won't need a badge. Is that but, what you're telling me? So yeah. anyway, uh, I, we had it there and then again. with the police officer. Right, okay, right. Well, you know when they said they wouldn't give you the name? You, you, you know, you, you know a dead easy way of getting his name, don't you? Well, I took a picture and uh, security... No, 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 no. What, what other I mean, way, what other dead easy way can you get his name? Pardon? What other dead easy way can you get his name? Another way? Yeah. If I put, if I put it in writing and request it from the, from the employer. Why don't you put a freedom of uh, a subject access request in? Freedom of Information Act. What? There you go. There you go. Yeah, but the guy's got it on his hand. He wouldn't show it. And I thought, what is going on? It doesn't matter, right? What, right? what you need to be doing now is you need to be doing a transcript of everything what was said in court. And this is, this is what I say to people, right? You do a, do a transcript, right? So we get, like, note-takers. Or what, what, I, what I do now is I place a court on notice that I am coming in, right, and it will be a court record. Right? I don't say I'm going to record it using a dictaphone. I put on... I press the court on notice that this will now be a court record. And if I was to go in and they said to me, can, I, uh, can you confirm whether you are recording this or not? Please refer to the court record, sir. It's all in there. Please refer to the court record. And I've literally gone in on loads of court cases, opened my bag up, took the dictaphone out, and put it on the, on the desk and press record. 
right? And not, not one judge has said anything to me. There's a couple of our members who've done it. They've gone in, put the notices in, they took the dictaphone out, or they put the mobile phone on, and the judge has turned around and said, if you record this, I'll hold you in contempt of court. And one of our members turned and said, can I just ask what that big box is with that flashing light on your desk is that sort of lights up when I talk? He goes, well, I'm recording it. I go, oh, knock out, right? So if you're recording it, then so can I. Because aren't we all equal under the law, sir? Yes, we are. Okay, well, if you're recording it, so am I. Crack on. So do, do, a, do a transcript, do a, a freedom of information request, getting everybody's name who was in there. Well, I've if, got their names. For that security guard, before yeah, well, I started yeah, yeah. any conversation, I took everybody's name nicely. Right, well, I remember Carl saying something, it was a, it was a couple of months back, right, where somebody was summoned into court, he got there well before he was due into court, and he sat there all day, and his name wasn't called out. And he walked out. They said they proceeded in his absence because he wasn't there, right? So what Carl turned around and said was, well, why didn't you kick up a stink while you're in there? So, you know, start, start kicking bins about or sort of banging the doors and things like that. So security come out, right? And then they've actually got your own camera being in the court at that particular time. So they then can't come back and say, well, you weren't in court. Because what you can do is you can do an FOI request and say, I require the CCTV footage. Yeah. Right? So oh. that's, that's what you should have done. Kick up a fuss. When you go in, I've, I've like, sort of pushed the security guard or sort of just walk past him to walk into the court. You know, if you start, oh, you can't come in here. I say, are, are you restricting my access to this public arena? You know, oh, the, the courts are closed. No, the courts are open 24 hours a day. 365 oh, well, days a Oops, there was a malfunction with the video cameras. Uh, we, we ain't got the footage for that day. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah if, if they can do that, right? But then what what happens is if they say, we proceed in your absence, what you do, you say, right, okay, well, I require, right, the transcript from that case. Now, they're going to come back and say, a magistrate's court is, is not recorded, right? So they can go back and say, well, therefore, I wasn't ordered or I wasn't fined or I wasn't convicted because you have no evidence. And you've already confirmed that in your previous letter because you turned and said that it wasn't recorded. Okay. I need to uh, get your email or your Skype mail or your phone number, then I need to talk to you again. Right. Where, well, are you in, where are you in England? I'm up in Lanc Lancashire. Wow. <laughs> where are you? Only, I'm in London. It's only a couple oh, of miles away. <laughs> you don't staff, eh? You don't staff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and, and to top that, I got home to see my car was gone. The DVLL took it because uh, I only bought the car yesterday and they came and took it because there was no road tax on it. Right. Reason being, I was in court from 9.30 in the morning until 5 in the afternoon. Right. Well, why have you, have you reported stolen? Yeah, I did. I reported right. stolen. They gave me the number of the tracking agency, whatever. Yeah. The, the police said to me, if you can't find it, if you don't know where it is, call this back and an officer come and get a statement. Right. I'll report, report it's stolen, make, make a statement, and then when you find out where it is, the police will come back and say, oh, it's just been taken by the DVLA. You say, right, okay, I require the evocation of my property. 
So obviously they'll say, well, it's an, it's an impound yard. You, you go down, you say, right, okay, you, you're trespassing on my property. Can you please show me where the title of ownership has been transferred over to you? And if they can't, say, right, you're trespassing on my property. So for, like, for every day that my car is in the impound, I'm going to charge you £100. But for God's sake, right, make sure you put your claims in, because I'm, I'm fed up with these people who say, oh yeah, I put, I put this thing in, I put it in, like, with £50,000 a day. Right, okay, well, did you chase it up? Well, no. So, so, this, this, so what I'm going to do is put the claim in, in the courthouse, then I'm going to go to the impound. Right. With the claim. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. And I'm going to give them that love letter from me to them. Here you go, my friend. Yeah. You know what? I love you. I'm going to do that. Then go. Right. Uh, can I choose the court? Or does it have to be the area they've impounded it in? No, it can be any court you want. I'll do it the one up the road from me. Let them yeah. come down here. Yeah. So I'm going to, what should I put the claims towards the, because no one's even got in touch with me. I don't even know who they are. Or what address they've got. Well, how do you know it's the DVLA last took it then? Probably another company, isn't it? On behalf of the DVLA. Some right, so what, did they, did they leave your letter or something? Pardon? Did they leave your letter or something? Nothing. There's nothing. Nothing, but mind you, the car ain't even registered. The logbook's in the post to the DVLA, because I only got it yesterday. So if they're going to send letters, they're going to send it to the previous. <laughs> So the thing is, you, you, you sent the logbook off, already filled in, yeah? Yeah, I've sent right, it off. So, so, so the, 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 the title is yours, it's not theirs? Yeah, it's written right. Right, so, so what, what, what did this company leave you for you to know that your car being taken? Nothing. So how do you know I, it's been taken by the DVLA then? Because when I re reported it stolen, the police gave me a number. I rang the number and they right. told me... It's, it's in an impound in in uh, Raynham. Right. Okay. So for me for me to get it back, I've got to pay for the in, impound cost. What they took it away in the road tax. Right. Okay. So you've got the you've got the name of the impound yard, yes. Well, I haven't got the name of it, but they've given me another number so I could actually get the impound. Cause well, okay. Well, I'll ring, ring them up and just say, right, okay, I want I want to come down. I want I want to pay, yeah. Get, get their get their office address and then go down and say right okay um, yeah I'm here to pay you right well there's there's the invoice because right, say you're trespassing on my property because uh, the, the logbook quite clearly states I am the owner of that property not you right but you have trespassed on my property you have my property on your property so I'm doing I'm charging you a hundred pound for every day like that you have my my property. Right, and get the, get the get the guy's name first before you before you start showing him anything. Get his name first, right, and then what you can do you can do the invoice to the actual fella. The the actual one that loaded it up. Yep. So I can't go from as a company. I've got to pick on the individual. No, 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 no. Right, because if you, um, if you try and sue a company, you will probably win. Well, if, except for example, if you did win in court. Right, against the company, what's the first thing the company's going to do to stop paying you? They'll probably change the name or something. Exactly. They'll, they'll, they'll wind it up, right, and then you say, right, well, I've got this court order, order this company, and say, well, this company no longer exists. But if I take it personal, yeah. 
no matter yes, what if you, if, you, if you make it against the, the, the boss of the impound yard, say, fight. there you go. That's for you. Am I going to write, so you, I should go down and get the names and then go and do the claim? I can't. I've got to do yeah. the claim first. No, what you do is you ring them up, you get you get the address, right, you go in, and they they obviously think you're you're going in there to start paying this thing, right? So the first thing you're going to do is say, can I just have your name? Can I just have your name? Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Can I have your boss's name? And make, make the claim out to, to, to the boss. Okay. Okay, okay. Very helpful information. Okay. One, 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 okay. One, 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 We're going to exchange that. Should I give you my number, Amal? Or should you go? No, no. Just, just, you, you've obviously put our email address, so just, just contact us there. What, what's your email address? You uh, sorry, it's, it's the deadbeat dad one. But we, we basically just uh, solely concentrate on CSA matters. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Because I'm, I'm sort of, after, after seven years of helping everybody else out, I'm finally getting stuck in with my case. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> the, the, reason, the reason why it's been seven years is, right, is that because of the research I've done, and also um, I've used our members like as guinea pigs. <laughs> so, so I know the system works. <laughs> okay. You experiment with anyone else, everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, we we have helped to help a lot of people. Mar, would you agree the the best way to learn this stuff is to teach other people? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I do, I do. I do agree. You know what? You know what I find important is if if the, if you, you look that now could kickstart the writing and punctuality. Yeah. Then, then we'll start getting the juice because I'm going into that etymology site, can't yeah. pronounce it. And it is, and and the uh, red redress for dummies, the Gutty's one. What an excellent site that when I went in about punctuality and and colons and semicolons and and, and whatever. That's the practical. That's I think that's the important thing. It's just the kickstart. It's, I find that very helpful. Because reading, because when I hear the talk shows, when I hear you guys talking everything, I could see everything, all the answers are there in the talk, in the conversation, but it's yeah. picking them out and putting them in the order that's going to make sense for the, for the situation. Yeah, yeah. See, because, uh, yeah, it, it, it is a good idea getting it all out of there, but where we have to be careful is, um, like on our site, I do not put everything about the common law on our website because I don't want the CSA knowing what our attack system is. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if you sort of keep it like in these in these Skype groups and whatnot, yeah, that is absolutely brilliant. Uh, I mean, I, I've done like a few seminars, uh, you know, like in the past, basically to do with the CSA matters. Because a lot of people say, well, come and do a do a, a seminar. Like, yeah, okay, great. Well, then Sherry has to sort of remind me. She says, yeah, but we've got to be careful because we get sidetracked and we get moved from what we're originally fighting, which is the child support agency. Yeah, and then yeah, we get involved in, like, mortarist and things like that. So that's just yeah, where we, yeah. we have to be very, very careful. 
Yeah, and we might, I must say the TSA is much more important when, when kids yeah. are involved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Carl has some absolutely dynamite information, especially when it comes to kids and uh, you know in, in the family courts. Um, you know, it's like the, the simple thing, like with, with my ex-wife, she initiated the, the divorce. So basically, she's breached the marriage contract, right? So she, she was basically entitled to nothing. But here she is, you know, I mean, I give, I give her 30 grand up front, and then since 2008 until present day, the CSA have took £63,000 off me. <coughs> you know, and that's a, that's a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> How, how, how much did, did they actually give to your wife on that? I've, I've no idea because um, they must have kept, kept quite a bit of it. We have known cases where a couple have split up. The CSA has gone after the father. They have taken the father to court. They have secured twelve thousand pound against the father, right? <clears throat> Unbeknown to the child support agency, the couple have got back together. The CSA came back to the mother and said, oh, we've only managed to get four grand out of him. So he's gone, hang on, you secured 12 grand. So where's the six grand gone? Admin. Exactly. But the thing is, <clears throat> how can he go to admin? Because all the letters I do for our members to the CSA, especially when they write and say, you owe 12,000 pounds in unpaid child support, right? The first thing I do is say, right, I require a copy of your public accounts to show where you have paid out the £12,000 in order to recover it from me as a debt. Wow. And the Indians come back and say, uh, we don't pay it out until we get it off you. Knockout, right? So where was the debt? You haven't paid anything out. You are actually a public body. You're paid for by the taxpayer. So who's giving you authority to come and dictate to me? Right? So when you require a copy of their public accounts, they go deaf, dumb and stupid. Uh, you know, they said, they said to me, you have a legal obligation to pay child support. Have I really? Knockout. Show me the contract. <clears throat> I want to see the contract. Right? They come back and say, uh, we're not obliged to give the contract. Sorry, but you said I have a legal obligation. I want to see the contract where all the legalities are being explained to me. Yeah, and yeah. I want to see which one of you, right, who has put the attachment earnings order on my wages, sent all these letters out, are legally qualified. Well, none of us are legally qualified. <laughs> Great stuff, right? So not only are you um, stating that you're a debt when you can't prove it, but you uh, and, and, you, and you can't prove a, a, a legal contract. But you're not even legally qualified to give me the legal advice. You're putting your bloody letters. So <clears throat> what I did was I said, right, <clears throat> I require a copy of the original legal document, which is the maintenance inquiry form. And I said, can you make it available? My name is Job Centre Plus, so I can view it. I said, we don't make it available there. I said, well, I want to see it because obviously it has my signature on or I have suspicions that somebody's forged my signature. So that we, we, we don't make it available. Right, okay. Provide the point of law that authorises you to prevent that document from being made available. They came back and said, there is no law that says we can withhold that document. However, under data protection legislation, it doesn't say it's safe practice to do so. I thought, why have you just contradicted yourself? <laughs> yeah. so, so you said there, there, there is no law that stops you from making it available, but you've just made one up to stop it being made available. So when I did my subject access request to them, when you do your subject access request, they've got to give you everything what they hold about you. And I saw some computer notes where somebody had actually written down, 
He is requesting the, the maintenance inquiry form. He knows there's a loophole in the law. His complaint is not upheld. I thought, brilliant. I'm actually, I'm actually now going to put that into court. Wow. Yeah, I've got an admittance from them themselves. What, what more do I need? Is the judge going to uphold it? Is he going to go with the law? With the oh, yeah, right. My, my claim is going to be in two parts. Because two, three years ago, um, when I was just sort of getting into the equity side of things, I wasn't calling it my wages or my income. I was calling it my equity. So once they saw this word equity in my correspondence, they thought, oh, he's had an increase in his wages or he's got money coming from somewhere else. So what they did was they wrote up to my employer and said, we require his wage slips. My employer sent all my unopened pay slips direct to the CSA. And I thought, what the hell? So I wasn't getting any pay slips for, for seven weeks. I didn't get any pay slips. But it just so happened I did a subject access request. And when I opened the envelope, like, there is the photocopies of my pay slips. Somebody down there had opened up my pay slips. So I went to my company, they shit hit the fan, right? They tried to cover it up and said, oh yeah, well, uh, it, it won't happen again. It was, a, it, was a, it was a minor fault. What do you mean a minor fault? You've now caused me to lose £1,600. Right? So both of them, both the CSA and my employer tried to brush it under the carpet. So um, what I've done, what I did was I went to the um, independent case examiner uh, I know it's a government agency, but I thought, I'll, I'll just try these. Anyway, I completely forgot all about them. <clears throat> anyway, 18 months later, they come back to us and they said, we've investigated the complaints and the CSA were in the wrong. They shouldn't have opened up your pay slips. Right? And they were going to offer you £25 compensation. We thought, no, that's an insult. We've ordered them to pay you £400. So can you write and accept the £400? I was right. I accept the £400 as part of the whole of what you owe me, i.e. the 60, 60 grand, however much it was at the time. They still haven't paid me. This was back in August last year. So it's different when they owe money, they won't pay us. But when the father owes it, oh yeah, they're on top of you like a ton of bricks. So you're right to get it back, and you're going to get it back? <clears throat> yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me, me and uh, well, you Jules, or Jules, uh, we're actually working on it uh, at the minute. You know what, my kids have grown growing up now, and uh, I'm going to have plenty of times to get locked up and uh, experience this. Uh, no, I'm, don't worry, get yourself locked up. Yeah, no, but like today, I should have said at the court, okay, we'll do what you think, what you believe is right, but, you know, to the cop, huh? No, 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 you, you don't speak when you go in there, right? You put everything on paper. It doesn't matter what it is. Put it on paper. I, I must say, the rest of the staff in that courthouse were excellent from from yeah. the the ones in the reception when they were the, the, the filing, stamping, date stamping, the notice. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Asha was very helpful. Yeah. I must say. <clears throat> Yes, I mean, yeah, just, just, just remain polite and calm. You know, I mean, the CSA with us in the past, they, they've tried always to malign the Deadbeat Dad Association. And, I mean, we've even had members, you know, we, we've got rid of certain members because they thought they were 
the, the top dog. Well, not the top dog, but he was cocky. He, he knew, he knew fuck off, to be quite honest. But yeah. he used to make his mouth go in court and say, keep your mouth shut. Because the CSA, it was a perfect opportunity for the CSA to say, we can stop these people from coming in because what they do is they disrupt the courts. Right? <clears throat> so we got rid of him. So right, you're, you're a liability. <laughs> so we got, got rid of him. So now when I go into court, the court, the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the judge always comments on how well I conduct myself. Yeah. I approached him like a little lost boy, just like Carl said, like a little lost uh, boy that don't know what's going on and everyone was helping. Uh, how, 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 where do I take this? Uh, do, do I say, oh yeah, okay, thank you. You know, and I thought, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, just like I said, this this is how they, they trick you by getting you to talk. Well, yeah, I've got. To keep by, by the time you've slipped up and you've come out with it, it's too late. But if you put it on paper, it gives you time to stop and think. I really thought that I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. I really yeah. thought, but I don't know what they what they said to me. Just the combination of words just triggered me off. Yeah. I weren't angry, you know, with, 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 with anger or anything, but, you know, you could guess I was talking a bit quick and fast. And <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like I say, it's, you, you've got to keep calm, and so long as you've got your notices in there stating that, you know, all answers will be given on paper. Because all, all their accusations, all their summons, all their crap is on paper. So... What you do is say, right, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm responding on paper. Simple as that, it's a court record. <clears throat> what else am I going to say? Frustrating. No, no, it's not, it's not, no, it, you, it's, it's, it's what you make it. Like, it's, it's not frustrating. When they start. I'm not used to it, so when when the judge fights back, I'm thinking that whatever I've done in the notices and that is all for nothing, because look, he's, he, at this present moment he's achieved nothing, so automatically I'm going to feel a bit frustrated. I've got to get yeah, the yeah, no, no, right, right, what you, you got, you've got to get rid of that, right? So what you've got to do, you don't get frustrated. We say, okay, okay, they, they, they've done this to me, done that. Just take a step back. Just take a step back and think, right, okay, what's, what's going on here? Right? <clears throat> And like I say, you know, when they tell you, oh, you, who are you coming in here? I mean, I, <coughs> I had this with a, um, a probation officer. He was sticking up for the clerk. And I just turned and said, who, who are you? And the clerk said, well, he's a, he's a probation officer. I said, I didn't realise I was on probation. She said, you're not. I said, well, why is he speaking? What's, what's his claim in this matter? Well, no, I said, well, get him out of my courtroom. She said, it's not your courtroom. <laughs> it's paid for by the taxpayer, is it not? She goes, yeah, and I said, it's a public arena. She goes, yes, and you are a public servant. She goes, yes, and I said, so that was my court. You're working for me. Get that man out of my courtroom. And sure is behind me, I'm going to get security and then escort this man out of the courtroom. So when they come to those you can't do this, you can't do this. Okay, well, uh, can, you, can I see what your claim is in this matter? Show me, show me the claim you have in this matter. That's why the judge ran out. That's why yeah. the judge ran, ran out. 
because yep. I, was question, I was questioning her. She ran out yep. and left the clerk to come in and out and instruct the police. That was a, the, the clerk can't do that. It can only be the magistrates. Or the, the clerk can do it through the magistrates, but not the clerk on her own. Well, apparently, <coughs> apparently I asked if it was her, the clerk, that signed the bail form, and she said, yeah. And I said, with what authority? Are you a legal advisor? Are you trained? Are you a lawyer? She said, no. With the authority of the the Crown Court, of the, uh, sorry, the Crown Prosecution or something like that, right. or the, the court. The, okay, the right, well, right, so she's giving you the bail notice, right? So you're going to comply with that bail notice, send her, send her, send her an invoice. I'll take one to her. Sorry? I'll take it to her in person, I'll deliver it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> hey, uh, uh, just a public announcement. Um, if you're getting a hold of me on Skype, and a lot of people do, because I put my name out there as a as a way of people getting onto these Skype groups, uh, please let me know why you're getting a hold of me. Just, you know, because I'll ask you, you know, how do I know you, or how do you know me? Uh, yeah, so yeah, I won't add anybody, uh, and I'll give, I'll give, I'll usually give people, you know, four or five days to get back to me, and I'll just keep asking day after day. Uh, it's taken up to a week before where somebody was new to Skype before they actually answered the question that, you know, they're listening to Carl and they want to be, you know, put into a Skype group and so on. So if that's your purpose, if that's why you're getting hold of me, if you don't tell me that, uh, I will not accept your contact information because I have no idea who you are, and I have gotten some pretty strange requests before that uh, you know I immediately blocked and reported to Skype. So uh, please let me know why you're contacting me, or you know, in the same token, if you if you get a hold of Mike, Mike's uh, contact on Skype is Calm In Law, C A L M I N L A W. You know, if you if you make contact with somebody, uh, let them know why you're contacting them. Um, just, uh, you know, just courtesy, you know, if you want to move things along. There, there are a lot of state groups. Uh, if you have a particular interest, you know, whether it's IRS, child support, uh, child custody, if you're a grandmother looking to, you know, to get more time with your kids, whatever's going on, put that in there also. Because uh, there, there are a lot of different groups. And... Typically, uh, we'll add you to the common law group, which is the kind of like the meet and greet where you get to say hi to everybody. You get to watch the chat, see how things roll, start to participate. And then, uh, depending on what your interests are, uh, you can ask other people in there, what, groups are, you know, what other groups can I be added to? This is what I'm interested in. And if you've participated in the chats, where you know somebody asks a question and you you give some input, it might not be the most important, but but at least you're trying and you're learning and you're studying and you're researching. Uh, if people see that you're trying, when you ask a question, they're going to be a whole lot more willing to help you out. So it's a give and take. You know, if you show up and you keep asking questions, you know, and it's all about me and it's all about me and it's all about me. Don't expect too many answers. They might help you out the first couple of times you ask. But if you're not participating regularly in a conversation and helping other people out, uh, don't expect a whole lot of help back. You know, everybody here is busy, 
They, they've got their own schedules. They've got their own issues that they're trying to learn and study on. And they take time out of their life to answer your questions, and they expect the same in return. And I think that's only fair that that's how it works out. Uh, selfish people don't tend to get too many answers. Uh, you, you might get a couple, you know, uh, benefit of the doubt. You know, a new, new person shows up. You know, everybody understands that you want to tell your story. You want to be heard. You want everybody there to know what's going on. Uh, so they can properly help you out. Uh, that's that's fine, and and that's uh, that's what the common law room is for. It's a great place for you to go and vent and get your story out and look for help. But you also got to be willing to contribute and help other people out. So uh, that's, that's my public announcement. But you know, remember that uh, Bokolos who came on a few weeks ago on Carl Shaw, and he said what what I was talking about was was bull bullshit. Say that again. You remember that Buffalot who came on? Um, oh, yes, yeah. Well, he was actually found guilty, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, Mark, uh, Mark was checking out his stuff also, and Mark was saying, you know, he, he's actually, uh, right before he went to court, you know, that, uh, it's too bad he wasn't listening. He wasn't willing to just engage in the conversation. You know, and, and learn what he could learn instead of being sarcastic and, and not, uh, not uh, you know, participating. Not, you know, be, and that's the, you know, that's a great, that's a great example of somebody who might get on these Skype calls, and it's all about them. You know, they just want answers. They want the experts in the group to answer them. Like we owe, some, we owe them a duty. I had a grandmother that I've been helping out for two weeks. You know, answering questions whenever I have a chance. And I, I write, you know, she's written things. I've written her back. You know, change it this way, put it that way. You know, cleaned it up a little bit. And then I told her, put it out on a Skype group where other people can uh, comment. And you can get more feedback and then come back and, you know, give it to me again and let's see what it looks like. And we'll keep rolling it around until you're happy with it. And then you can send it out. And she never put anything on the Skype groups. And uh, and then yesterday she's she's yelling at me because you know I thought you were here to help and she was giving me a ration of shit and uh, I I ended up writing to her and said I'm sorry I I must have misunderstood our relationship how much of yeah. my time do I owe you Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. What the heck? <clears throat> you know, I'm doing this for free. You're not paying me to do any of this. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah, I mean um, we had somebody contact us and he. He sent me a lot of documents over. I said, right, okay, I will get back to you. I'm just very, very busy. And it's even on our website. If we don't get back to you, just please drop us a line to remind us because we've got that much going on. Anyway, this guy come back and said, ah, please return my £20 donation. You haven't helped me. So I went through and showed up until we couldn't find his donation. So I just sent an email off to him. Can you please tell me where you made the donation so I can refund it to you? I'm sorry I wasn't able to help you, but give me your... And he, and he didn't. Just completely ignored me for about three weeks. Well, <coughs> and I've heard nothing from him since, so I thought, yeah, so I would have gone out of my way to help him do his, co his case, right, just for him to have, it, have him ignored me. So I thought, well, anyway, Sherry says, I think he's tried it on, because we, we couldn't find anywhere where he'd actually made his donation. So, yeah, you will, get, you will get the people who will try it on like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like I say, like you know, um, we have our like I mean, obviously I work, Sherry works, 
uh, you know, we've got our own family to sort of think about as well. Like, so we, we, we can't be doing this 24-7. I mean, we do get donations that, that do come in and they, and they do they do help, you know, the, the, the donations are uh, vital, you know, towards like sort of buying paper and ink for the printers and whatnot. And for us going into court, you know, when we go represent people, the, do the donations are absolutely, you know, they're, they're a godsend to us. Yeah, well, you know, when I, when I, you know, I, I just do this as time allows, and I enjoy learning. I'm telling you, I'm doing this because I want to learn, and I know the best way to learn is to teach. So I didn't have all the answers. You know, I started, Mark Mark wanted me to take over. Uh, there was a guy, Doug, doing a, a Wednesday night call, and I guess he wasn't doing it anymore. And Mark said, hey, why don't you, you know, pick up that spot and do a show? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and so, I, you know, the first three or four that I did, or five, I don't remember, I didn't record the calls. Because uh, I don't think people should be listening to me. I think they should be listening to Carl. So, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, but I started, and, and you know, and I knew that you know, if you don't teach, you're not going to learn. But uh, at the same, on the same token, um, I'm only available, you know, three or four hours a day to, to do this, this stuff, and uh, you know, a couple hours here, it changes every day. But the, the Skype group is available 24 hours a day. There's people in Australia, New Zealand, England, Canada. You know, there's people from all over the place that are in these Skype rooms. And if you're if you're participating in the chat at three in the morning, well, it's three in the afternoon in Australia. You know, yeah. right now it's it's five a.m. in in some parts of Australia, and yeah. there's people that are you know that are available right now that you know if you ask a question they're going to answer, and at two in the morning when they're getting home from work at two in the afternoon over there, uh, four in the afternoon, then uh, you know same same thing, same thing goes. It might be three or four in the morning over here, but you've got somebody on the other end of the world that can answer your question. Yeah. And that's where you get all the help. You know, people helping people. That's what they're yeah. scheduled for. Yeah, yeah. I remember somebody uh, saying to me, I, I think you should be running uh, Carl's show. I says, don't you dare. I says, no. I says, the information I got actually come from, from Carl, you know, and I says, uh, it's, it's, it's great listening to him. You know, even like when these people come on and try and sort of get one over on it and they can't. <laughs> and I, and I, I just laugh at them. But now, Carl, you know, he has, he has simplified everything, and, I, and I've got this sort of, you know, took me hat off to him because he, he has done his research. You know, and, and it's, 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 it's bloody good for him to get out there and give people the help that they need. And the thing I also like about him as well, because like, he, takes no uh, he, he, he takes no shit. And he's, he's exactly like you, Sherry. She takes no shit, <laughs> and neither, neither does Carl. <laughs> so, um,. <clears throat> I mean, it just made me laugh. I mean, that like uh, that Yorkshire guy who came on uh, what, about four or five weeks ago. You know, he said, "Oh, I'll, I'll pay a car to come over and I'll pay him to to help me with my case." And then the next sentence, like he's calling Carla Conman. And you know, I'm thinking, "What the fuck? Bloody idiot! Get him off!" <coughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think he was Bopalot's friend. I think. <laughs> well, they were. Um, yeah, they were making a video of it. Yeah. They, yeah. They were planning, you know, it was on YouTube that they were, it was all, you know, the whole thing was a setup. It was, uh, he wasn't actually looking for help. Oh, well, when when I actually watched Bopalot's, um videos, I'm thinking, you know, he, he must be on something. Because he can't, he can't keep still. He can't look straight into the camera. And I'm thinking, no, he's definitely on something, that guy. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think it's more than weed. <laughs> Uh, any, any more questions? The floor is open. Any 
Anybody got any questions for Mo? Any comments? All right. We can, uh, if there's anybody who uh, who's having a hard time unmuting, press star six to unmute yourself or uh, to put your hand up, star eight. Star eight, if you wish to unmute, if you wish me to unmute, you press star eight or star six to unmute yourself. If you're trying to talk and you're not getting through, uh, check your own phone to make sure your phone's not muted out. Hello. Let me ask you a question. Is, yeah. Uh, is, which is the best book or law book to start reading, to start researching deeper into these matters? Which one should we start from? Would you recommend? Uh, oh, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I wouldn't say that there is any sort of one particular book. Uh, I've got. I started off with uh, Archbold, which is a good one. Uh, for using, like, if you want to use like for CF, for using their legislation, Archbold is a good one. You can get magistrates' versions of Archbold. You can also get the criminal side of it. So I've actually got both, and they're about six hundred pound if you buy the, actually the present year's one. But if what I always do, I, I always get one, say two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, and it's about thirty quid off Amazon. So Archbold is a good one. Um, Snell's Archibald. Equity. Sorry. So how do you spell? How is it Archbold? <coughs> I'll put in the book for you. <coughs> there, Archbold. You got that? Yeah. Yeah, Archbold. Yeah. <coughs> right, choose just explain to these folks issues of doing the judge's adjudication for him with your record. Well. Yeah, what what you're doing is you're you're telling the judge how you want your court to be run. You're giving the judge your orders because if if the judge the judge is only sitting there as as an umpire, he's not there specifically to make orders. All he's there for is to sign orders. And if you get your order in, you order him to sign your order, and that's that's the end of the matter. If you don't put your order in, or your remedy, or your uh, judicial um, I'll tell you what, Jules, if you can, just put in your your version of what you call it. We call it, I call it remedy, you call it something else. You can just put it in for me there, Jules. Um, when, when I put my notices in, or if I'm going to put a claim in, yeah. uh, do I have to put it on any particular paper? Because I just do it in a blank white paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lawful yeah, law resolution, that's the one. When I look at causes or other people's, it looks a bit typed out nicely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, way, the way I set it out, I mean, the first page has big bold letters, file on demand. That's on the front page. But then the second page will have, like, the court address. It'll have my name, my address. Uh, it'll have an aggrieved party. And then I'll have the thick line underneath my name and address. And then all the wrongdoers will be underneath that. Right, so the first two pages are basically file on demand, and the the parties' details and the courts or the or the arena's address. Right, and then obviously page three will be, you know, 
I, Morris Barnett, claim that and there they are on a, a man trespassing my property, a breach of enclosure, signing data, that's, that's your claim. So yeah, the first page always has on file on demand. So when they open it up, they know it, it goes straight to the judge. Okay. File on demand, it goes straight to the judge. Yes. First time I heard it, very useful. Yeah. Now this this book, uh, Archibald, that you're talking about. Which, yeah. Uh, is it, do you have a link to that book? Is that available uh, on PDF? Uh, I'll, 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 it's on the. Uh, i Amazon. Let's have a look. If I can find it on PDF, I'll, I'll put it into the uh, study guide uh, tab. Oh, right. uh, on Refresh for dummies. I recommend three books. Uh, the, the first one is English Common Law in the Early American Colonies, and that's on my study guide page, Redress for Dummies. And it yeah. explains how the American Common Law uh, derived from the English Common Law and how it, it took on a life of its own, and it's very different from uh, what it originated from. It's a really short read, and it, it explains a lot of the concepts and principles, not so much the... Uh, the technicalities. And uh, Bastiat, uh, Frederick Bastiat wrote a book called The Law, which was translated into a whole lot of languages from French, uh, which explains, you know, the basics of law. And John Locke uh, has a book, Two Treatises of Government, which uh, give a really good explanation on property. So those, those are the three, you know, the basics that I uh, have on my site. Okay, is that the link to the uh, PDF, Mom? No, I can't find a PDF. Um, okay. Oh, but that's okay. So that's the, but it's the link you posted on the on the chat uh, at Amazon. That's the link to that book. Yeah, yeah, that's the link to that book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll look around until I find it on PDF, yeah. and then I'll. Uh, I'll throw it into the study room. Yeah. If somebody finds uh please send it to me on Skype, and I'll, I'll make it available. Yeah. The, there, is, there is a lot of uh, books I get. There's a, there's a charity shop, which isn't just on the corner from where I work, and there must be a, a solicitor's firm that brings all their old books in there, and they have a, a law section in this charity shop, and I'm always in there. I think, well, yeah, one ninety nine for that. Yep, I'll have that one, I'll have that one. And I come on <laughs> with a, a bag full of uh, law books. Absolutely fantastic. Now, this is a 2014 book. Yeah, right. Now, if you were to get a 2015, right, it would cost you about £600. But if you get it a year later, it's £35. Okay, so what's in this book? What uh, what do you find uh, of value in this book? Right, in this book, right, is all of their legislations and the case law. Okay. Right, so it's like uh, the, the Jespers versus Belgium, the prosecution's duty to disclose the evidence. Uh, that's in there. You've got parts on the fraud acts. Uh, you've got things on the postal service. There's there's all sorts of. Um, I mean, it's it's a really thick book, but there's all sorts of rules. Well, th their legislation, which you can use under CF. All right.
Because well, Carl says if you use CF, it means right. Well, even your legislation states this, uh, but I'm not saying yeah. I'm part of your legislation. But your own legislation states this. Well, that's for you, for you guys over there. This is yes. The, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna put it on my study guide page, but I will put the link. Uh, right. I'll put it under the tab where it says about Mo and Sherry. Yes. As, uh, as something that people can look up, you know, once they find it. Yeah. All right, the, uh, the floor is up. Mo, how long did you want to stay on today? Uh, well, we're going to knock off in a bit later because I'm up there for work in the morning, so... Okay. If, uh, uh, if anybody's got a question for Mo, now's the time. Uh, if not, we're going to let Mo get on with his life. We'll uh, do this again soon. Yeah, yeah, it'd be brilliant, that. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go ahead and kill the recording. Okay. Uh, nice speaking to you guys. Nice speaking to you, Gus. Nice speaking to you. Thank you, Thank you very much for uh, for hanging out. Not a problem. Appreciate, Appreciate it, Mo. I look forward to the next time. Right, no, no worries. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.